Hey Seinfeld fans, we've got lots of really cool things we're planning for Bidwabask in the future. That's right, we're growing and evolving. And to help us in that process, we're asking you to take literally two minutes to answer a really small survey that we've set up. That's right, if you head to the link that's in our show notes of the podcast, we'd really, really appreciate it. We sure would. And uh, thanks so much for your support. And now on to this week's episode. I guess maybe some little problems could arise. Well, there are always a few. I mean, if anything happened and we couldn't be friends the way we are now, that would really be bad. Devastating. Because this is very good. <laughs> and that would be good. That would be good, too. <laughs> the idea is to combine the this and the that. But this cannot be disturbed. We, 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 we just want to take this and add that. But I don't want to be a secondary character. Hello and welcome to another episode of But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. This week, we are doing a season two episode, the very last one. We are doing The Deal. Well, it's actually episode nine of season two, Stephen. But yes, it was the last one to be recorded That's for right. the season, yes. And uh, as we mentioned last week, this week we have a return of our very special guest and friend of the podcast, Stacey. Hello. Welcome back, Stacey. Thank you. How Happy to be here once again. How were your travels abroad? I had a lovely... How do you know about that? <laughs> this, <laughs> little thing called, this little thing called Facebook. Social media. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had a fabulous time overseas. I only just got back last week. Uh, I have a tan. I spent a lot of time in the sun. I barely had to wear a jacket for nearly three months. So I had a fantastic time. Obviously, also hung out with some amazing people and saw some really great places. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as of today, I'm officially just now reminiscing about sunshine because this is the first like cool day that I've had since I got back to Melbourne. And you were, um, you actually went past a hairdresser called Elaine. I did. Didn't you? That was one of I our Seinfeldisms. A, I had a couple of Seinfeldisms that I passed on to Stephen while I was away. <laughs> Good work. Um, I wrote, oh, yeah, the pretzels. I yeah, the pretzels from Tiger. That was in like Denmark. the first week. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So, Tiger is a Danish company, but they have stores all around Europe. Um, and it's kind of like, like everything is really cheap. It's kind of like Typo and Ikea and Kmart have a baby. And it's yeah. just all this random stuff. It's called Tiger and it's really, really popular. You can go and get like reading glasses and, and nail clippers and then like party supplies and costumes. Eight and ball jackets. And, yeah. You well, know. <laughs> not so much clothing, but and Look at everything's the air really cheap. Yeah. Like really, really cheap. Look at the air bulb, babe. Um, so, yeah, they had like a bag of pretzels <laughs> and I would like walk past and was like, yum, pretzels, because I am a big fan. Can you do your best these pretzels are making me thirsty rendition? These pretzels are making me thirsty. <laughs> That was very George Costanza. Yeah. Yeah. That's my favourite one. Those pretzels are making me thirsty. Yeah, that's a good one. Yes. So, um, so in Europe, what's the uh, general vibe of Seinfeld? Is there much of a fan base? I know, obviously, you didn't talk to every single European, but uh, is it known amongst the people that you know there, your friends? I'm just or trying to think. Do you see it on stuff I've like definitely you- spoken with friends about... Yeah, I've spoken with friends overseas about Seinfeld. Like, one of my friends and I watched a bunch of comedians in cars getting coffee together when I was in Denmark. Cool. And they're a fan of Seinfeld, even though they haven't watched that much of it. Okay. And obviously, like, that reference, it has to land in the market in order for that reference to be on the packaging of the pretzels. Mm. Um, so, yes, that was cool. And then the Elaine uh, barbershop I drove past was in uh, in Rotterdam in the Netherlands, and I was just like riding my friend's bike down the street and like saw the Elaine thing and was like, "Ooh, have to remember that that's there." And then the next day, I walked past it and I stopped and took a picture and sent it to you. Much appreciated. Fantastic. You're welcome. Yes. Live it, love it. <laughs> Live it, love it, life it. Seinfeld yeah. always. Seinfeld it. <laughs> Live, laugh, Seinfeld. <laughs> yes. 
That's my a little, life. A little bit Liv of this. Love Feld. Love Feld. <laughs> love Feld. A little bit of this, a little bit of that, and a little bit of the other. The other. The other. Yes. The this, other. that, and the other. That's right. That's yes. the deal. This is the podcast. That is our friendship, Stephen. And the other, I guess, is is, uh, is Stacy. Yes. That's right. Perfect. <laughs> yes. What a perfect episode for you to guest on. I know. Just this, that, that, and the, the other. other. Oh. And you can have this with that. Especially here. Yeah. Yes. But I want the other. I don't think there should be any of that happening, actually, now that I think about it. Between us? No. No, we're not talking about that. We're just talking about generally. But that is what that is. I know. Okay. <laughs> that not, is sex. Not... <laughs> it is, yeah. S-E-X. S-E-X. Yes. So anyway, uh, we're getting a bit off track here. But yes, this is about the season two episode, The Deal. And uh, if you want to send us an email, say day. what's happening? Bidwabaskpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we are on social media at Bidwabask, B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C. And we love the support. We're loving... You know, seeing more people, you know, like our posts and listen to us and stuff, it's fantastic. So thank you very much. And uh, yeah, we should have a very, I think it should be a pretty short episode today, guys. Yeah, that's right. Because we're only talking about, what, Tina, I guess? Yeah. One's, Literally one's, just one person. Just one person. There's five yeah. characters in this episode. There's the core four plus Tina. Mm. That's all you see. But as I always say, we have been committed to do all 180 episodes, even if there's only one secondary character. So that's what we're doing. She's a good one, though. Yeah, she's even pretty funny. She's yeah. not, she doesn't have that much airtime, but she's one of those. I was actually just saying before, like, I kind of wish that she'd been in the show a little bit more because I feel like her character could have been great. I feel like she has, like, a little bit of, like, Banya-esque potential in her. Yeah. Because she's that kind of annoying... She would have been Elaine's also Banya. also a character. She would have been like, Elaine's Punisher. She's a character, yeah. like... Yeah. Yeah. Big C character. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, she sure. appears in later episodes. I think, like, another, what, three or four episodes? No, she only appears in one more episode. She's only in the opposite. Oh, but no, she's, she's in the uh, the truth as well. No, she's not. Yeah, she is. She's in look it up episode. on Look it up on WikiScience. I will. I've got it right now. <laughs> Uh, what's this? What's this? If I'm, I'm wrong, looking at we'll it. just edit this part out. <laughs> no, we won't. We're keeping it in. Yeah. While, uh, while Ivan The opposite, is... the truth, and the deal. Told ya. Have you seen the episode, The Shut Up, Ivan? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think that was season seven. <laughs> that was season ten. Oh, yeah. That was a lost episode. <laughs> that was a lost... Well, have, we've written some season ten episodes. We've, we've, right. we've come up with we've a few plots off plots. here. Yeah. If Seinfeld actually does get rebooted. You've uh, got a few writing on The Shut Up, Ivan. <laughs> I'm going to submit a, a, a spec script to Seinfeld. The nice. Shut Up, Ivan. Yeah, that's it. Just good. can't hack I'm wrong. I feel like that would fit George because he just couldn't hack that he's wrong. No, he'd, he'd make it up. Yeah, he'd be he like, would. yeah, it was like you said, it was the last episode. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Anyway, let's yeah. get into the podcast or this episode. Let's do a bit of Seinfeld news. So, a bit of slim pickings on this week's Seinfeld news. One news item to report. Oh, one. Yes. One. But it's a good one. Yeah. It's a good one. Uh, it was Jason Alexander's birthday through the week. That's Yay! right, it was, yes. And uh, one thing I'd like to say, on Instagram, we did put up a post um, saying that, you know, he's the king of moops and he hates Bozo the Clown. That was my mistake. Uh, uh, yes, I'd like to note that he loved Bozo the Clown, but he hates Eric the Clown. Yes, a a very um, vigilant Instagram uh, follower corrected me or corrected us on that, and I've actually edited that post now. So ah. I can't remember your name, and my phone is in uh, airplane mode, so I can't check who it was <laughs> to give you personal credit. So you don't get that. Yeah, thank you for correcting me, and uh, I fixed my mistake. And yes. it will never happen again. Good work. That's a totally anti-George thing to do. George would just be like... But he does like, but he does hate Bozo. Yeah, George would just pretend <laughs> he'd just retcon his own history. He would. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, like I said, it was Jason Alexander's birthday. He turned 59, and that's all the Seinfeld news Happy for the week. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Jason. Indeed. Yes, indeed. What a boss. Well, we might as well just get into it, the episode, I guess. Why not? Yeah, all yeah. right. So, anyway, uh, plot synopsis for this week's episode, Season 2, Episode 9, The Deal. Ah, directed by Tom Chirone, is written by Larry David. Original air date was May the 2nd, 1991. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. Jeez. <laughs> Those are the days. Yeah. Um, as they're watching TV in Jerry's apartment, Jerry and Elaine flip through the channels, stumbling upon the soft core pornography channel, The Naked Station. The George naked would be like, station. that's why I don't have cable. I love that Otherwise, they uh, talk Because of the Naked the Station. Yeah. like, oh, yeah, she got onto The Naked the naked Station. And, he's, and George is like, this is why I don't have cable. Yeah. <laughs> because of The Naked Station. <laughs> Never leave the house. <laughs> the firemen would just break through my door and they'd see me in my pyjamas and drool down my face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My God, uh, it 
and he has so much hair. He does, yeah. doesn't he? He has so much hair in He's that Samson. Episode. Yeah. <laughs> Upon the realization that neither of them has had sexual relations in a while, they start toying with the idea of sleeping together. However, as they do not wish to ruin their friendship, they establish a set of ground rules. Now, with these kind of ground rules, obviously, do you think there could be like a middle ground for these kinds of things? Have you two ever been in situations in the past where you've been like, hey, let's do this and that, or whatever this or that may be in your in your world? But uh, Well, in this case, we are talking about that. Yeah, we are. <laughs> As Meatloaf said, I won't do that, <laughs> you know. Uh, if, if, uh, if I can jump in here, yes, uh, I have. And so it's viable it, or? Well, sometimes it depends on the relationship. So I've had friends where. And I've, the thises and the others. Yes. Oh, the others. Oh, yeah. boy. Yeah. So sometimes there was this and then we decided to do that and then there was nothing mm. because it changed the friendship and yeah. that was just unfortunate. So That's, sex does change the friendship. Well, it's a risk you take, but mm. sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it does. I've also had uh, friendships where. Uh, we decided to do that and we remained friends and mm. it didn't change anything. Yeah. And then I've also had situations where we were this, we decided to do that, and then it became the other. Okay. Which is no longer. But uh, yeah, so it, I don't think there's it's a. It's very dependent on the other person that you're thising and thatting and maybe othering with. Because um, I think it's one of those things that very much, you know, there's some people that will only, only like to do this, that, and the other. You know, they yeah. don't have the space in their own way to do just this and that and mm. not have the other thing included. Yeah. For some people, that's just how they work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and for other people, they're not really interested in the other at all. Mm. Yeah, they, they, just want, they just want the full uh, yeah, this and that. Yeah, just the this and that. The this and that. And yeah, as you said, like, I've definitely had experiences before where there's been, like, someone I've been friends with and then, like, that has been a part of things for a while and I've actually had opportunities to, like, experience that <laughs> and then go back to just this and actually still be really chummy, casual friends. Okay. In cases, uh, in one case I can think of, uh, it's actually that that after it's finished because the other person uh, found the other with a third person, actually after the, that finished, it actually strengthened the this. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's it. there's no... It's a double-edged sword. Well, yeah, and there's no... <laughs> it's not the easiest thing to navigate, though, I would say. No. That. <laughs> no, no I, th- I think I think it's worth the ones in my past that have worked out. Uh, usually, have had really like like Jerry and Elaine in this episode have yeah. had have had a really you honest, need a strong foundation. Yeah, you need a strong friendship, and you also need an honest conversation mm. to yeah. set realistic expectations. Yeah, and to also have the respect mutually to call the other person out or to have a conversation if it's going beyond those agreed boundaries or expectations. Mm. Yep. Yeah. What about you? Oh, me? Well, I've only ever had, like, three girlfriends in my life, <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. There are this, that, and the other. Yeah, I, yeah. That, that's what I've always been, so. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't really, I can't really add too much to it. I have no <laughs> idea. I've always just had this, that, and the other. Fair enough. So, yeah. It's, a, it's the package. Yeah, it's <laughs> the, the, package the package deal from uh, Harvey Norman or <laughs> Amart. It's the trifecta. <laughs> yes. Uh, happy with their agreement, they make their way to the bedroom. The next day, Jerry has lunch with George uh, and tells him of the situation with Elaine. He remains sceptical even after Jerry explains the rules system to him. Jerry and Elaine get into an argument over the second rule. Spending the night is optional. Jerry eventually does not spend the night, leaving their agreement on shaky terms. Mm. Mm, yes. I love that scene. I know we don't. I'm anyway. not mad. Yeah, when she's and she, and standing there, she's, like, she's like rolling yeah. the paper towel. And she's just like, <laughs> he's like, I get the feeling that you're mad. And she's like, I'm not mad. There seems, and it's just there like seems to be a problem. There's no problem. Paper towel. <laughs> There's no problem. <sighs> I got to go to the dentist tomorrow. Yeah, right? surgery. I, I'm, I'm going for surgery tomorrow. He's just like, going to the dentist. He's going to the dentist. Isn't yeah. he getting a root canal? Yeah. 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 You said the but other that day that this be. was serious. Can't be serious. Can't be serious. Yeah, can be. I'd be shitting my pants if I had to go for a root canal. I hate the dentist. Uh, yeah. Even, even a routine clean to me is yeah. like yeah. Is I like get signing major up to... pre-dental anxiety. Or maybe you're just an anti-dentist. <laughs> Maybe. It's not personal. I just hate what they do inside my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Are we talking about that or dentists? No, dentists. <laughs> Foreign objects in the mouth. Yeah, exactly. Makes me uncomfortable. All of that course. grinding and bumping. Oh, oh dear. Okay, R. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> With Elaine's birthday. With a little this and that. <laughs> 
<laughs> the stories mixed with this and that and maybe some other yes uh, with Elaine's birthday coming up Jerry has to decide on what to get her since they're friends but they're still having sex he feels that the symbolism of the gift needs to be carefully thought out $182 cash <laughs> what are you my uncle <laughs> and, and then the Kramer comes in and he she was like what did you get her and he's like cash and he's like what you know like you're like her uncle <laughs> George he's like what did you get her 91 because he's told to get half of what Jerry gets. Yeah, I know. Spend, and and the card, she's not happy with the card either. No, you know, Lane's not happy. It's no. like to a to a group, beautiful to a great gal or whatever, to a good pal and more. Isn't it buds? He's like, why no, is there, pal. Is it pal? Why is everyone down on pal? It's pal. It's pal. pal. Right, right, right. And more. And more. <laughs> and more. Yes, and Kramer gets her the park bench that she always wanted. Yeah. I uh, think she's rightfully upset. Of course. Yes. I would be upset. Like, even 180 bucks is 180 bucks. I wouldn't turn that down. But no. For your best friend, if they just got you that, then, well, not that, but <laughs> cash. <laughs> cash money. Yeah. Cash money, yeah. yeah. And especially the timing as well. Like, when you're just having a casual relationship and then you give cash, it's, there would be some, like, weird, like, are, I was, you, pay, are you paying me for yeah, sex? Yeah, that was actually what I, like, when I was watching the episode. Is that was, what you were insinuating? Not insinuating, but that definitely, like, resonated with me. It was, like, if I was having casual sex with someone and they happened to give me cash for a birthday present, I'd be like, what is this for exactly? <laughs> what are you inferring? No, but do you understand what I mean? Like, if you go out no, no, and thoughtfully that, buy a gift... That oh, would be the question that I would right, ask right. myself. So I like, thought you were you... asking no, me, no, 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 and no, I was no. like, I think it's fairly obvious. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm dense, but I'm not that dense. Yeah, or like, if you know, if you really, like, want... Because I guess the idea of cash is, like, you buy... The person gets to choose whatever their heart's desire is, and then they yeah. go out and buy it. But I guess cash and gift cards so are kind impersonal. of seen as, like, impersonal, yeah. So and also, impersonal. like, a last-minute thing. It's kind of like, and for I didn't person, think what to get you, so here's some cash or a gift card. The person you know. that you're casually having sex with. Yeah, who... who don't give them cash. Who, by the way, wants more from, from Jerry. Exactly. You know, yeah. Elaine wants more. And yeah, and, and he's, like, pushing nearly, like, symbolically, like degrading or not degrading but downplaying their connection by just giving her cash and like, they've also had a past as well they've also been mm, they've been together, together. yeah, that's yeah. Right. And now they're close you know or maybe other than george elaine is jerry's best friend yeah that's right so yeah, yeah. cash is like it's like an insult on so many levels yeah, of course for elaine. i mean then, if you got me cash for christmas i'd be happy but well yeah it's you know. different like, <laughs> I, I would not I, say I, no to 182 dollars from anybody no worries back in back in 1991 too that's, that's probably like 300 dollars today and I, I, what's what's the significance of 182 was it just a random number i don't know i was wondering that myself well it was either how many fucks are in the uh, movie scarface it's 182 oh, yeah. Blink-182 didn't form around that time, no. so it couldn't have been named it's after pre- it. formed in, like, 93, 94. I wonder if 182 yeah. is a... Is that a Seinfeld reference? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it is the amount of fucks that Al Pacino oh. says. says in Scarface. Scarface. But that's oh, how Blink-182 Blink. got their name, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's... Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we'll just we'll just say it's a, a Seinfeld reference, just because, yeah. just because, because that's that's what we do. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so Kramer gives her the bench, uh, which he's grateful for. Je- she and Jerry talk about their relationship, and they, you know, she wants all or nothing basically, and Jerry kind of wants to still compromise. She wants this, that, and the other. That's right. Yes. Um, and when Kramer sees them again, however, Jerry and, and Elaine have made up, and they're a couple. Mm. So there you go. A bit of trivia about the episode, Stephen. So um, this episode, so what happened was NBC they've been trying to push for Jerry and Elaine to get back together. That was kind of like the thing. They were like, oh, no, we want these guys back together. So Jerry and, and Larry David went to NBC and said, no, nah, we, we don't want them to be a couple. So basically what they did is they filmed this episode to kind of satisfy NBC, and then NBC were happy. And in addition, you're probably wondering as well, this is the ninth episode of season two. Why aren't they a couple for the rest of the series? This was the last episode to be filmed for the season. So what happened was they filmed it right at the end, and they put it in the middle, and then there's basically like a continuity thing where you, after that episode you don't see them as a couple anymore. Yeah, because they decided just to. Because Larry and Jerry were like, "Yeah, we've done what NBC want. This isn't this isn't what we planned. We didn't want them to be like a permanent couple yeah. throughout the whole series. And uh, yeah, we've satisfied them, and we'll just carry on like nothing happened." But I'm a little bit confused now. So it's episode nine. Was that you're saying it was the last one to be recorded? Recorded for the season. That's right. Yes. So, so they recorded the all the episodes one in the season. No, no, it's the ninth episode. So, so can they can, recorded it like it was going to finish? That's right. The season, that's but right. Then they yes. Moved it. Yeah, because so NBC. With you now. So it's yeah. the final episode of the production season. Of the yes. production season. But the yes. airing season, I think it's five or six. Nine. 
It's nine. Episode nine of season two. Oh, yeah, I've mentioned, of course, yeah. Of course. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so that's what happened. So yeah. they, they did that to kind of satisfy NBC's yeah. demands because they were, like, pushing for ages for, like, to, for it to happen. I'm, I'm yeah. pretty sure I read or I heard that uh, the NBC executives at the time uh, were still unsure about whether they should renew the series for a third series. So I think part of the motivation for Larry and Jerry giving to... Giving them what they want. Yeah, because they, they, they want, thought the show was going to be cancelled. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, I think it was yeah. to sort of tip them over the edge of of uh, approving a um, or giving a green light for a third series. But once the third series got going, they had so much power and so much influence that they could have done anything. Yeah, basically, and the uh, the executives would have been cool with it. Yeah, as as we see in later episodes, because just... it is really weird that they because at the end of the episode they're back together and they're all happy chappy. Yeah, and then Kramer's like, I don't like you guys. As a I couple. liked you before as a couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and then that's it. That's and it. then, like, the next episode is just like, poof. Yeah, that's what happened. Like, nothing happened. happened. Yeah. No, that's yeah. right. Which had, uh, to be fair, that stuff like that does happen in other, like, points in Seinfeld. But it's, mm. it, it is a little bit It's odd. a bit strange, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Um, and also, Larry David, he was nominated for an Emmy uh, for Outstanding Writing in a Comedy for this episode. And it was based on a real-life experience of Larry David's. The Interesting. Plot. Yes, yes. And, uh, Stephen, do you have any other trivia? No, that's all I had. I just one more. So, they, um, Jerry and George, they're talking about Aquaman. Yeah. And he's like, is Aquaman... Ever you know, on is George, land. Is George says, is Aquaman ever on land? And Jerry says, I think so. Uh, Aquaman is actually often shown on land. So, Jerry's correct. Interesting. Mm, yes. So, he should be called an amphibious man. <laughs> amphibious man. <laughs> Crocodile man. Yes. Amphiman. Amphiman. Amphibious. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. That's the one. Excellent. You have to say it with that voice too. I want this, that, and And the the other. other. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Almost sound like the count from Sesame Street. That happens to me a lot. (laughs) (laughs) This, that, and the other. Ah, 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 ah. Park bench. Ah, ah, ah. (laughs) I reckon we should have a quick break and uh, we'll talk a bit about Tina because this is her first appearance on the show. What do you think, guys? Sounds good. Let's do it. We'll be back. Hello, folks. Matt McCoy here, a.k.a. Lloyd Braun from Seinfeld. And I'm telling you right now, I do not want to be a secondary character. I want to be, I want to be like Tim. This is But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character, and today we're talking about The Deal from Season 2, and uh, there's only, well, two secondary characters on the credits list. So we have Tina, uh, who is Elaine's roommate. She's in three or four episodes of the show, and uh, also the clerk at the store. He's uh, played by Norman Brenner, who's who was Michael Richards' stand-in for the entire series. Oh. So he, Norman Brenner has like 28 or 29 uh, credits on the show he's played like different extras and characters and I was stuff. just going to ask why he even gets a credit because they don't talk to him he's just like in the background yeah he's in the background the scene, yeah he, he plays a lot of those but he's actually Michael Richards stand in right. oh he was for the that show makes- because yeah, he's about the same height as Micro yeah. Richards, right, so it right. all works out. Huh. Yeah, so there you go. So I guess today we'll talk about Tina. It's her first ever episode. Well, if we don't uh, talk about Tina, we've got nothing to talk about. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> so she was played by uh, Siobhan uh, Fallon Hogan. I uh, don't think she's married to Hulk Hogan. Uh, she's been seen in or several... Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, do a, I do a TV show. I'm a talk show host. Was that supposed to be Hulk Hogan? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> I yeah. was like, that's the weirdest Jimmy Fallon yeah. I've yeah. ever seen. Jimmy Fallon's like the nicest, most white bread vanilla dude out there. <laughs> so she uh, she's currently in the show uh, FX's Wayward Pines. She plays Arlene Moran. She's also appeared, and funnily enough, Stephen, I just realised there's Men in Black. She's in that movie. She plays, uh, you know, Edgar. Have you seen Men in Black? 15 years Stace? ago. I can't remember it. I have seen it, and I was actually just talking... We were just talking about Men in Black a second ago. Yeah. I was talking about LP on the left. Right. right. Our last podcast on left. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm listening to their Men in Black thing at the moment. Oh, nice. So, full and, circle. And funnily enough... um, do you remember how he becomes the cockroach and he has the wife and the yeah, wife? Yeah, yeah. She's the wife. Oh. She's the wife of the cockroach guy. Right. Yeah, Is yeah. she the one who, like, when the, the ship crash lands and she goes out to investigate? Yeah. She's oh, no, that's... like the hillbilly... She's like the hillbilly yeah, wife. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like... And then, and then the cockroach guy is like, sugar in water. And she's uh, the one that puts sugar in and he goes, more. Yep. 
And when the Tommy Lee more. Jones and Will Smith uh like investigating yeah. he reads like the the you know the magazines with all the far-fetched tales yeah that's right and he goes to a house to like interview her yeah yeah yep. okay. and then, and then no, they zap her you know like yep. they, they neutralize her yeah. memory yeah oh, that's her okay. yeah like i remembered i'm like yeah oh, yeah she's a men in black yeah huh. yeah and, and she's, she's all, in forest gump yeah she played the uh, school bus driver and she's also <gasps> oh, been yeah. yeah and she's also been in uh, going in style and Funny games and the negotiator. Negotiator, yes, Under that's right. Action film. Yeah, yes, yes, not bad. She looks exactly the same in Forrest Gump, nearly as she does in the Seinfeld episodes. Well, Forrest well, Gump there came are out in what, 94, 94, I think. No, but I just feel like, like when I'm picturing her in my mind from the film, yeah. it's like, oh yeah. Forrest, mm. I had a great improv class tonight. <laughs> I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, it's improv. <laughs> yeah. What's this, that, and the other? What's this, that, and the other? <laughs> I've had that with Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> One time. <laughs> One time. <laughs> she didn't want the other, so she abandoned me. And then she got AIDS and died. <laughs> oh. No, she actually did. <laughs> I know we she know. did. Just the way you said it, it was like... Died. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Poor Robin Wright. Were you just trying I, to tell us that you don't want to talk about Forrest Gump anymore? Is that your way? Yeah, just like that's my segue that. to get into Tina. Just make it dark and sad <laughs> nah. and everybody stops talking. Sorry, guys. Sorry to upset you. the opposite effect. Yeah, I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Tina. Yeah, so this is, as I mentioned several times in this Tina episode. Tina Robbins. Yes, and not Tina Arena. No. Um, it's her first appearance on the show, and she ends up becoming you know, Kramer's girlfriend in The Opposite, and she's also in The Truth. I forgot what she does in that episode. I can't even remember what happens in the truth. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get around to it eventually. <laughs> <laughs> but Tina obviously uh, keeps track of her things, um, doesn't like when people very eat sleep cake. Uh, yeah, so obviously she's very meticulous and uh, I guess a bit OCD in a way, isn't she? Yeah. I I have the feeling that she lived in the apartment before Elaine moved in there, so yeah. she kind of feels that even though they probably both pay the same rent and it's a 50-50 split on bills that on some level she feels like that Elaine is a guest of her house. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I've, I've been in those situations where I've moved into someone's house mm, and it's like... You're not on equal footing. Yeah, even even though it's unspoken, yeah. you get that vibe. You always feel it's like... It's their house it's and their you're house. living there. Yeah, so I've, I've, I've got that impression from her that Elaine... She'll always treat Elaine as a guest, even though Elaine isn't. But she sublets the apartment from Elaine. Because hmm. in the opposite episode, she comes to tell Elaine that Elaine's being kicked out. Oh, yeah, that's right. Of course. Yes. So she just has a grandiose sense of entitlement. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, just, that just shut up my she, idea, but yeah. that's very true. Yeah. she's a wannabe actor. She's a wannabe yeah. actor. Well, she does improv classes, she and obviously, improv. you know, she wants to try and get into the acting game, so she mm-hmm. thinks that improv can help develop her acting talents and abilities. That's right. Or and lack in, thereof. In the apartment... Uh, Elaine mentions that she wants to leave her apartment and move into Jerry's when George finds Jerry the really good apartment. Mm, that's right. Uh, because um, Tina, I think, at the time is doing uh, singing lessons. That's she's right, just singing yes. around the house. So yeah. I'm guessing that she's just trying to make it as any sort of actress where she's doing improv singing. Like, well, I think she's doing theatre classes or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So, she, I think she just wants to break into acting in any possible mm. way. And notably in the apartment as well, Tina's actually mentioned off screen, but she's not actually yeah, in the episode. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's her first mention, and this is her first actual yeah. showing of her. That's right, showing of her, yes. Yeah. yeah, so I guess in we'll talk about her, I guess, more in depth and maybe the opposite or whatever, but I guess in this in this episode, uh, you know, clearly Elaine doesn't can't stand her. Like, you notice how... You know, Elaine says, can I just have a moment with Jerry? And then Tina, like, goes into the kitchen and Elaine just grits her teeth. Yeah. So, clearly, she's, she's like, like a punisher, you know. Well, because You described just... her as, like, Banya. Yeah, I yeah. think she has, like, the potential to be that kind of, like, love-hate, but mostly hate kind of style character. Because she has endearing qualities in the terms of, like, pure entertainment value. You know, like, just kind of her persona and the way she's, like talks out the side of her mouth and she walks in the door and like she walks into a situation in which there's clearly been some sort of like personal conflict or whatever yeah you and would she open the door in. and walk into that and immediately kind of feel the vibe but she just like bursts in the door and it's just like yeah she doesn't hey, Jerry. Do and yeah. she's like really smiley and friendly towards jerry but yeah. a little bit less so with elaine mm, yeah. which i found interesting as well like she needs the attention do you think maybe she's trying to suck up to Jerry a bit to maybe, maybe help her get into the entertainment in industry? Business? 
Yeah, because also, he's a stand-up comedian, I think so. I think she wants to leverage Jerry. Yeah. You know, to, to get she specifically business, mentions yeah. improv, which is a form of comedy. That's right. And Jerry's a yeah. comedian, so, you know, maybe she's uh, trying to... I didn't make that connection. I just thought she was kind of attention-seeking. Probably both. And because she lives with Elaine. Yeah, or she, she thinks that Jerry will, like, give her contacts because she happens to do mm. improv, you know. Yeah, it, I didn't think about the networking yeah. angle. Yeah. But, yeah, she just kind of, like, bursts in and, like takes over the conversation, starts talking about her improv class, and then when Elaine, quite politely, which, you know, Elaine isn't always, but in this case, she quite politely says, you know, do you think you could just give us a second? <laughs> which is really quite nice. And then yeah. she's like, yeah, I'll excuse you. And, like, walks <laughs> in that away. Voice too. Exactly, yeah. like, so salty. Just, like, she asked, made a very simple request that you've just, like, burst in on this conversation. She's very politely asked you to, you know, make yourself scarce for a second and she's still, like, super salty and super shady about it because mm. it's just, like, how dare you take away my my moment of, like, talking <laughs> to you about my stupid... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, but but she, is, she is well acted by uh, Siobhan Fallon Hogan. She does a great job. You should watch my TV show, brother. There you go. That would be Jimmy Fallon and Hulk Hogan mixed together. <laughs> okay. There you go. <laughs> Brother, that's how we talked. This is you've been like you've been formulating it in your head for like the last ten minutes. No, because I, I screwed up the last Hulk Hogan Jimmy oh, Fallon impression, so I was like, I better come in with the goods. <laughs> you've redeemed yourself. I have. Well I sure have. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What else do you have about Tina, Steve? That's really all I have. Oh, I mean, man. she's only in one scene in this episode, and it's brief. And it's brief. yeah, very brief. And she's not really relevant to the plot. She's sort of just. Makes know, a cameo. Hang, hangs Makes around a cameo. like a bad smell. Yeah. Yeah. Who ate my cake? Yeah, I mean, she's she just functions as a you know a, a, a comedic element to one scene. So there's not really a lot to work with. Yeah, and she is more prominent in uh, in the opposite and in other episodes. Mm. So when we get around to those episodes, we will talk about her. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. Do you have anything else about Estate? I just thought it was really stupid to leave a piece of cake like uncovered in the fridge and expect people not to eat it. I was yeah. scared that there might be, like, contaminants. <laughs> you well, know, a, I just meant yeah, to, like, glad wrap it. It could smell if, you, <laughs> yeah. if it's been in there for more or, than, like, a day or something. Or it could be absorbed by something or else in the stale. fridge. Yeah, like, I was just yeah. like, who leaves, like, one? And it was such a small, like, just eat. <laughs> Is, I can't remember. Does Jerry eat the cake? Yeah, he Jerry does, eats yeah. the cake. Yeah. I'm, surpri- I'm surprised he would eat. Eat the cake, being a no. being a bit of a fusspot and a gem. No, but then but then Elaine says, "I'll oh, don't eat it." She keeps track of everything. Yeah, and you he know? was like, and I think he kind of maybe there's like the appeal because he sort of already got the cake and looks like he's committed to eating it. But he was like, "Is this yours?" And then she's like, "No, it's the housemates." She keeps track of everything. Yeah, that's he's right. Like, yeah. right. and just starts eating just it starts anyway because he's it. just yeah. kind of he's a bit cheeky and it's like he doesn't care that it's somebody else's. He kind of wants to just do it anyway. Maybe it's because he's not supposed to. True. Yeah. True. Maybe it's that post-sex hunger as well, mm. you know, where you feel a bit more famished than normal. Yeah, and you just want to eat something and have a nap. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I think as well, just <laughs> like going, getting off, going off Tina for a second. I think with the deal, it's very notable in the fact that this episode is probably one of the only episodes in the series where there's genuine emotion in one of the scenes. I would. So yeah. you know how Elaine and Jerry they talk like about their relationship. Elaine looks pretty, like without any comedic. You know, additions or anything. She when seems pretty. On the bench. Yeah, she seems really gutted. Yeah, she's like, no, I can't. It's one of the only she's like, episodes. and she says, she's like, I can't. You know, yeah, it's one of the only episodes with genuine emotional stakes. Yeah, that's right. You know, I mean, it just and then it's just reset at the end of the episode, like most sitcoms. Yeah, yeah. The emotion pan, oh, not pans, but like the in the in the beginning where she's like, no, I can't, and they're both a bit like, oh, and then Jerry's like, so no, this. Or yeah. that, yeah. Mm. So she, she was, it's either all or nothing. Like, it's either all or nothing. No. She can't. She can't make compromises yeah. anymore. Yeah. But she kind of like I feel like in the beginning of the conversation, she's a little bit more emotional and vulnerable, and then towards the end, she's a bit more back to her old self and just being like, nope. Yeah. Like just very matter of fact. Mm-hmm. It's like nope. Yeah. Like, but it was nice to see like a glimmer of that. You know, like I know yeah. I know the show's it was no hugging, no learning, and all that stuff. But a, it's just nice to see. As far as Seinfeld goes, it was quite a heartfelt moment. And she also um, tears up when she reads the birthday card from Kramer. Yeah, that's right. With the quote that from I don't Yates, remember from Yates. Is it Yates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, she's like, oh, Kramer. Yeah, and it's like. You know. Especially because she got a shit present and a card from her, I guess, boyfriend. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and even though Kramer's like, oh, you know, I see, I was paying attention. Yeah, I'm know? very and sensitive to these things. And I knew it was And I was like, I feel like that's such an anti-Kramer thing yeah. to do. It's yeah, like a you bit of so. a left 
he would he would get her something really wacky that he would want like a and try and, store Indian. and try and convince ah, her yeah. that she needs it. Yeah, and, you know, exactly. He wouldn't he wouldn't be like, oh, I'm going to make a mental note of that saying, and buy it in a month when but it's he her does birthday. Do, he actually does do some really nice things. He is thoughtful, but usually he gets it wrong. So yeah. this time, every he gets it. He nails it completely. He nails it. He nails the card. He nails yeah. the gift. And also, it's yeah, it's it's Kramer. It's Kramer's heart, but his mm. actual execution of mm. his intention yeah. is rare. Yeah, he, yeah. He, That's it's also a nice touching moment. Yeah, it is. As well. I, uh, just speaking back to um, you know, some emotion exhibited in the episode when uh, when they're talking about the potential risks to the friendship. Yeah, uh, yeah. Or to this, if they do that, they Jerry, make they make the negotiations at the yeah, start. Yeah, yeah. Jerry yeah. Jerry says the line, and this is really good. And then Elaine's like, "Yep, yep." So even Jerry acknowledging that they have a really solid, respectful friendship is not a common thing through the series. Mm. Like normally they. They don't hate each other, yeah. But they never show, uh, you know. They never acknowledge that they, they kind of jive each other. Yeah, you know, like they are friends. Mm. That's the dynamic that they have on the show. But none of them ever acknowledge it ever. The verbally. significance. Yeah, like yeah. like Jerry never says to George, "Hey, I'm you know, I'm, I'm glad that we've been friends since school or whatever." Mm. So even that was like a nice little show of emotion from Jerry. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. But by the end of the episode, it's back to just good old cynical nihilistic <laughs> no, Seinfeld. Yeah, that's right. Which is what we want. Which is what we want. Yes. Anyway, so that's I guess the secondary character for this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've I reckon we should just jump into our top ten too. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why not? I think this episode's fantastic. Like, I really liked it. I know the yeah, there's only like one secondary character, but I think the chemistry between Elaine and Jerry really adds like another dimension to their friendship. It's definitely quite different as far it's as it's very different. Yeah, it's Seinfeld more emotional. Go. It's a. I think it was very refreshing, actually. Yeah, you know? and it's obviously a different view because we come into the show knowing that the guys have been an item before. This is the only time we really get to experience them. And mm, and then Elaine, I a, guess, like. You know, coupled yeah. up, yeah, or whatever, and, and we mm, see mm. that softer side of both Jerry and Elaine. Yeah, yeah, and Elaine still pines for Jerry. You know, like she still wants more. I think from Jerry. You know, I think that she wants to be back with Jerry, mm. but Jerry kind of says, "Oh, not really." Mm. You know, I want yeah. compromises. Whereas Elaine's like all or nothing. I don't get the sense that she wanted it before, though. Okay. I don't get what? the sense that she's. You like, mean before they made the arrangements? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I sort of get the sense that she was happy to be friends, and then it wasn't until. You know, they kind of both over brimming with sexual tension and frustration kind of start looking at each other in that way again and then things kind of lead on from there. Mm. Because when she first kind of flips on the naked channel and she's like, ooh, naked people, and they sort of have that like what I observe was that kind of awkwardness that you have between like platonic friends when things get sexual as opposed to like an ex-lover. Yeah, right, okay. That's yeah. kind of how I looked at it. So I got the sense that it only escalated to her wanting to be back with Jerry after they resumed their like closeness and intimacy. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. Good take. So that's a very good take. Yeah, I can't, I can't do better than that, yeah. <laughs> I don't think. But anyway, this episode, like I said, man, I, I think it's great. I think it's much better than like than I expected. Yeah. Uh, number 16. Ooh. Wow! Yeah, That's, I um, really I rate this episode quite highly. Yeah. What's the deal with the deal? <laughs> <laughs> well, the deal is a secondary character appeared in eighty episodes, <laughs> played by Wayne Knight. No, <laughs> yeah, no. Um, number sixteen for me out of sixty-one we've reviewed so far. Wow! Very like. A, su- a big that's surprise a, for me. Yeah, that's Massive pretty surprise. low. And was it oh, the- pretty pretty low? Sixteen. Uh, like low down the list. Oh, and up the list. Don't you mean? I know what you mean. I know. Yeah, I get what From you mean. From sixty down to one, and it's oh yeah. Low oh, in terms oh, oh, of being oh, oh. As in, like it's numerically low. But, numerically yes. low, but the ranking is high. It's high. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. I get what you mean. Yes. Thank you. So that's yeah, num- right. number six. Yeah, number sixteen. What about you, Steve? Uh, it comes in at number twenty-five. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So I. I think I first watched this episode last week or maybe two weeks ago in preparation for this. And I thought, yeah, it's an okay episode, but kind of forgettable. Yeah. But when I sit down and sort of really think about the secondary yeah. characters, I think about whether <laughs> I like the episode more, you know. Because in, of them. Yeah, because of them. And, yeah, it's surprising. When I thought about where it sits in my list and it was it, it was surprising how high or low. <laughs> <laughs> It was surprising that it was number 25 for me. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, like just half like half assessing it two weeks ago, I thought, yeah, it's probably going to be 40 or 50. You know, not the worst episode, but nowhere near the top. Not yeah. even in the top half. But, yeah, yeah thinking about it, it's a lot better. Mm, and, yeah. uh, I mean, you've made a, you made a comment about how this is really one of the only episodes that shows 
genuine emotion between two characters. Yeah. Uh, you know, which is quite different to pretty much every mm. other episode. But it doesn't seem out of sorts with the series. It's no, still, no, it's no. Still it still sounds. It still feels right. Yeah, it doesn't feel like yeah. a complete left turn. No, to go, what the hell? And then yeah. bringing it back. Mm-hmm. Like it is a left turn, but it doesn't feel completely incongruous with. Yeah. you know the the whole it's sort of vibe of the show. No, no, no. Yeah. It's just like a little. Yeah, I mean, it is a detour, but it's not like off track. Yeah, yeah, off yeah. road. Yeah, off road. Um, is it also one of the only or one of the few episodes where there isn't? Really, any secondary? Ca- I mean, obviously, there's Tina, but oh, she's yeah. in one scene. Yeah, for I think it's like mm-hmm. seconds. I think out of all the episodes we've done so far, I think this is the only one where there's only been literally one secondary character. There's been a couple of episodes where there's been two or three. Yeah, but I don't think there's ever been like one. One that comes to mind that we've done recently is the keys. There's, I think there was three <laughs> secondary characters in that, and they're all in it for a small amount of time. Yeah, but if you're talking about the, quantity of secondary quantity characters, of secondary yeah, characters. I think this is the only one where it's been one. There's yeah. just yeah. one, and yeah. then also their appearance is very brief. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what, I, like, my revelation when I watched the episode the first time was I got to three minutes before the end of the episode, and the Korth, well, it was Jerry, Elaine, and Kramer, <sighs> were in Jerry's apartment, and I had the realisation that the episode was going to end... And Tina was the only person that I had seen in the episode. And I'd, like, left space on my note page for the rest of the characters to come in. And then I was like, oh. And then I had to go back and, like, re-watch the interaction a couple more times to be like, I need more I need more info to go off because, like, I was just kind of waiting for the rest of it to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You sent me a message this morning going, <laughs> I am I missing something? Like- Here are my notes for the secondary characters. I was like, it's Tina's empty. the only one in it, right? Yeah. Like, I didn't miss something? Yeah. Yep. Uh, where does um, oh, we've already covered that? I was going to ask you, Stacey. Yes. Um, I know you don't have an official no, I don't. list, but if you had to rank this episode, you know, generally, would you rank it high, middle, or low out of or all of the episodes? And we're talking about eighty something. No, no, one hundred and eighty. A hundred. Oh, freaked. Okay. Um, oh well, I guess I guess we could say. Would you rank it as one of your favourites? Would you no. rank it as very good? Would you rank it as good? Would you rank good. it as? Good? I would rank it as good. Okay. I don't. I don't know that I'd necessarily say it's very good. Mm-hmm. But say, for example, you were flicking through the TV and then the episode was on. Would you I be would like, oh, any, I I'd would watch, watch it. any episode? Like, if I'm oh, flicking right. stations and Seinfeld's on, I'm watching Seinfeld. Okay, fair there enough. There isn't any like. Any, any anything else thought. you need. Yeah. 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 Nothing yeah. else matters after that. No, not really. <laughs> but, yeah, I would say it's a good episode for the reasons that we've discussed already. Like, it's something a little bit different. It's got a little bit of emotion in it. I like the use of the whole... I love the way that they talk around subjects in Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. The wordplay. It's like with the contest and those sorts of yep. things. Yep. It's so... They have such a beautiful way of being able to sort of talk about something that, you know, on 90s sitcom programming wasn't necessarily something you could openly discuss they manage it in such a nice way where they can talk very openly about casual sex without ever using even the word sex yeah that's right but it's not so vague that you wouldn't understand exactly yeah so that's a really good example of that with that which i think they do really well in seinfeld um and i also love how kind of cute and sweet and vulnerable Elaine looks in the two scenes where she shuffles out of Jerry's bedroom apartment. Yeah, that's she's right. Like yeah, yeah. Wearing his she's oversized wearing t-shirt sh- yeah. and her hair's out and all kind of like frizzly. And <clears throat> in the final episode, she's got like the newspaper under her arm. Yeah, that's right. And it's like, can I have it? And she's like, oh, yeah, but I don't want it back, you know? Yeah. And it's like, she's holding the court even though she's in Jerry's apartment because yeah. like, they're back together. So that for those reasons, it's really sweet. But I don't think as far as like a general episode goes, I don't think it's like great work. Okay, yeah. fair enough. It's definitely not a classic. No, yeah, it's no. not a classic, but it's it's a it's a good episode. Yeah. And I, I loved it. <laughs> I, lo- yeah. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it. got something yeah. different. I think yeah. my favorite scene comedically was the one between Jerry and uh, George at Monks when Jerry just goes, "Oh, so I slept with Elaine last." Night. Oh, that's right. And George's and like, George's <laughs> like <laughs> "Yeah." What is details? What? I need yeah. details. Yeah, and Jerry's like, I'm afraid to say, I think I might be getting too mature for details. Now you listen to me. Yeah, and George is like, not having it. No, Doesn't no. He? He's like, I don't have a job. I don't have a girlfriend. It is like, you know, you're this giving all, me details. Yeah. Like, you owe me. Yeah, yeah. much. Because my life is shit. Yeah. yeah. I need something sorted. This I need is, something yeah. interesting. Yeah, and Jerry's like, I just I don't have the energy for it. Yeah, yeah. Just so, too old. Priorities so, change. Yeah. So that was the deal. The deal from season two. When we come back, uh, I've got a Seinfeldism, Stephen. 
No. No Seinfeldisms, Dace? I do. Yay. We'll talk about our Seinfeldisms. I've got today's Seinfeld trivia, and I guess we'll just wrap up the episode. Wrap it up. Cash? Thanks. <laughs> you got me cash? Well, that's right. You can go out and get yourself whatever you want. No good? Are you my uncle? Hey, come on. It's $182 there. I don't think that's anything to sneeze at. <laughs> Let me see the card. <laughs> to a wonderful girl, a great pal, and more. Welcome back to But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character, and we're kicking on with Seinfeldisms. Yeah. Ivan, do you have anything for us? Actually, I do have one, yes. Uh, yes. I've been listening to a lot of audiobooks lately. Nice. And um, I've listened to, the, over the last couple of days, The Barefoot Investor. He's an Australian like finance guy, and he gives like pretty real-world kind of tips on how I've to save money. And the name. Yeah. He's, he's, he's not one of those evangelical, get-rich-quick motivational speakers. He just basically says, you know, if you put your money in these kind of buckets and your budget and stuff, you'll be able to be financially secure. Common you know, sense. Common sense stuff for the rest of your life and, uh, you know, stuff that they don't teach you in school. One of the things in his, uh, one of the chapters was he was talking about, because unfortunately his farm uh, was set on fire a few years ago. and he set lost, on fire? Yeah, or? and he lost all of his stock. He had sheep and everything and he lost everything in the fire. So it was Like arson? arson? Uh, I'm not too sure. It was a bushfire or something. Oh, okay. Right, it was a bushfire. Right, right. Anyway, lost a lot of money. <clears throat> And they got a massive paycheck, and they were renting somewhere while they were rebuilding their farm, uh, the husband and wife and the young kid. Uh, they have a young child. And anyway, so they go to one of the, like, Harvey Norman or something, and they go to buy some stuff. But then he's like, hang on, we don't need all this stuff, because he says after you lose everything, you realize how much you actually don't need yeah. in your life. It's kind and of like a reset button in like, a way. Like a reset button, yeah, because he says a lot of people just buy shit. For yeah. people that they don't like, and yeah. they put on credit, and they're in debt to their eyeballs and stuff. Anyway, one of the analogies was he he mentions Jerry Seinfeld, and he says Jerry Seinfeld um, used to say as like one of his stand up bits, he used to talk about people who'd buy stuff, and he'd say people would just buy like I'm just paraphrasing it, but mm. he'd say people would buy a lot of stuff. And this is why people invented cupboards and garages and, you know, wardrobes and, <laughs> and stuff. And then you need so a place to put your and, stuff. And then you need a place to put your stuff and then you can't fit in your garage and then and you then have you all this stuff. And then you got to pay for storage. Yeah, that's right. So Jerry goes on this rant. He's like, this is why they invented these storage things, you know. So you put, you buy all this stuff and then you just put everything in. And he's wow. like, why do you need all this stuff? <laughs> you know, this is all, these are all empty spaces Financial and then they're planning full. and Seinfeld. Yeah, that's right. Why not? So, yeah, I, I thought that would be... Uh, what's with all this stuff? Yeah, what's the deal why with all this stuff? Why do we need this stuff? What's the deal with cupboards? It's just a It's so expensive. Yeah. But he says, like, a lot of people all use those cupboards and they fill them with all this stuff. And they say, what's the point? That's, that's, yeah. tr- that's true. Yeah, stop buying stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's my sign photos. <laughs> that's a really good one. You have one. I have one and a half. Okay. Um, so my half is Stephen and I were having a conversation about the podcast um, on the weekend and he was mentioning that he had just recently, or you had, both just recently recorded the chicken roaster mm-hmm. um, and I was talking about the episode with Michael Richards where he and Jerry do comedians in cars drinking coffee um, and Michael Richards brings up that episode as um, an episode that he really enjoyed and like the fact that they kind of get to switch roles and Jerry becomes like the crazy loopy one because yeah. of the bright orange light. That's right. But during the course of our conversation, I accidentally called Michael Richards Michael Rogers. Because you had chicken on the brain. <laughs> because I That's had why. Kenny Rogers chicken roasters <laughs> on the brain whilst talking about Michael Richards. Uh, so I called him Michael Rogers and Stephen and I both had a good old laugh. Ah, yeah. nice. I'll, I'll take the other half of that Seinfeldism because... Yeah, yeah, you can have half a Seinfeldism. Awesome. We'll split one. Awesome. Nice. And you were a bit... You, I guess you still were maybe a bit jet-lagged or just a bit tired. Oh, I had only been home like three days. Yeah. Yeah. So your brain was probably not firing on all cylinders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was early enough in the night that we can't blame it on anything else. No. So it can yeah. be jet lag. For, for sure. <laughs> um, other or ones, we're Stace? just subconsciously oh. trying to create Seinfeldisms. <laughs> yeah, all day. Watch other ones, Dave. Um, and then my other one was I was um, grabbing a coffee the other day. I was taking my dog for a walk and I popped into this little cafe on Murray Street in Abbotsford, which I think is actually called 8 Murray. No product placement. That wasn't on purpose. If you want to sponsor the show. <laughs> yeah, they have really nice coffee. Oh, um, lovely. But yeah, so I was standing at the counter chatting away with the girl, ordering my coffee and I saw some portraits like hand-drawn sketches on the wall sort of through past the counter and like into like a back seating area 
um, and I recognized one of the characters and I walked over just to double check and it's like and there was a variety uh, of different characters uh, it wasn't all Seinfeld ones right 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 and I don't know that they were necessarily even all by the same artist but they were very much of the same style sure um, but yeah I found this one which I will send to you boys so you can put it up on your socials we'll put it up on Instagram on Instagram yeah. and okay, obviously great. for those who don't know what the picture is I was is, just about to describe it <laughs> I was like this isn't um, a visual podcast no it's not so it's a <laughs> it's a really nice sketch of uh, Kramer in a lobster shirt does, does he wear is in that the a Hamptons. real in the Hamptons yes oh of course right wearing the lobster shirt and it says giddy up and he's like pointing at yeah. it's kind of like the Uncle Sam I want you yeah except that's it's right. Kramer it's Kramer it going giddy, giddy up. up giddy up oh, yeah so yeah. obviously I went and took a photo of that because <laughs> I'm a nerd nice excellent Seinfeldism that's a really good one. That's Thank a really you. good one. Yes. I will go to the coffee shop just to look at that. Yeah. Oh, and nice. get a coffee as well. Support nice the business. Yeah. It's really nice. <laughs> Don't yeah. just go in there freeloader. Do you free want a coffee? Loader. No, no. I'm just going to take photos of your I just want to take photos of your arms. Oh, great. Okay. Another Seinfeld freeloader. <laughs> God damn it. This is our third one this week. You have Seinfeld here, Ivan. <laughs> yeah, I do. Okay, so Seinfeld trivia for today. Speaking of Michael Rogers, a.k.a. Michael Richards, <laughs> uh, during a final audition in front of Seinfeld's producers and NBC's head of entertainment, Brandon Tartikoff, like a couple of weeks oh, ago, yeah, I couldn't yeah. get you that one right. Like tar- I was like, Tartakov. You just had a brain yeah, fart. I did. Um, Michael Richards exploded into the room from the start, his hyperkinetic energy in full force. Rogers, uh, I mean Richards, uh, read his lines opposite Jerry, are confident in their connection. Everything he did elicited screams of laughter, not the least of which included finishing the scene standing on his head. When Richards, what? Yes. When Richards left the room, Tartikoff said to the producers, well, if you want funny, and Richards got the job. Yeah. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, they, well, yeah, no, I was going to say, they talk about, he talks about his audition in Comedians in Cars, yeah. in Comedians in Cars episode. Nice. And he says, like, he had the feeling, like, straight away and Jerry was like hey you were the right guy for it like I think yeah. he said something about like if it wasn't you it wasn't going to be anybody yeah and uh, yeah we got grammar which is great thank god anyway that's another yes I know anyway another episode of Bibba Bass is done thank you very much for listening um, and we are I guess on all social media Steve yes we are we're on every podcast app so Apple Podcast Stitcher if you want to leave us a five star review or tell a friend or family member about us that would be amazing yes and we are also now on Patreon so we got Ooh, a yes patreon.com forward slash Bibbabask and uh, we've got some bonus exclusive content on there and uh, later in the week we're going to have a very special episode or you're going to have if you're a patron of two dollars or more a month early access to our season finale episode that's right it is a collaboration episode with a excellent blog in america called seinfeld law um they got in touch with us a few weeks ago and uh our super fan jeff from philadelphia i think so yes yeah from pennsylvania he uh he's the architect of that so thank you once again yeah thank you and uh yeah that was a really fun episode and thanks again to the seinfeld law boys for donating their saturday night in new york to us yes Um, some prize real estate yeah Mm -hmm. yep so that episode is going to drop on Patreon exclusively for patrons uh, I guess Thursday-ish maybe Thursday, Friday American time Yep. Uh, for the general public it's going to be two weeks later Yes. so you're going to get two Ooh, weeks early exclusive. access to the episode yes so it'll be very good so if you want to become a patron be sure to sign up that's right and uh, finally we are available at bidwabask.com so thank you once again to our special guest and our friend of the pod Stace thank you very much Stacey My nice pleasure. to have you yes uh, next week it's a what's the deal with episode and Stephen is clumping at the bit for this one clumping the, at the bit the man the myth the legend Jack Clumpus oh I can't wait for the penultimate I was going to do a Clumpus quote but the I'm penultimate just a- the penultimate oh. hey, hey. hey that's it we're done take the penultimate <laughs> yeah. see you all next week